Welcome to the New Point Community Church Podcast. This message is part of our series, Life is Complicated, We Can Help. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ. Well, good morning and welcome. I want to give a shout out to all of our physical locations across Eastern Ohio and to anyone joining us across the world online. I am so excited that you've joined us. We're kicking off a brand new series today called This Is Us. And God is the masterful craftsman who crafts you and I into this beautiful, incredible person that he wants you and I to experience. You see, he is the designer. He is the designer, and he can confound the most creative people among us because no one is like him, and he's able to do incredible things in you and me. You see, out of billions and billions of people on earth, each of us have our own unique, distinct personality, even fingerprints, okay? Did you know that God has created you unique? He has, and you're not the same as anyone else. There's not a single person on planet Earth that is like you. It is truly amazing when you realize it. Sometimes it takes a while for us to get to that place, doesn't it? Why is that? Well, because we automatically assume that everybody responds like we do or acts like we do or makes decisions like we do or processes things exactly like we do. And so we expect from others things that maybe, just maybe, God has designed them to do differently. That's why we're kicking off this series, This Is Us, because we want to better understand ourselves and how we can relate to God, and how we can relate to one another as spouses, and as parents, and as children, and as friends, and as his church. You see, as I've gone through this, you know, I've learned to be more compassionate with myself. I've been able to look at myself through the lens of kindness and patience, rather than through the lens of maybe judgment and self-defeat. I've learned to be able to forgive myself more quickly, It's even helped me to sort out subconscious messages that runs through my brain, that drives my fears and my insecurities, and causes me to overreact or maybe even to overfunction. And the tool that I'm talking about is called the Enneagram. And it serves as an incredible tool because it allows me to acknowledge who I really am, my strengths and my weaknesses my shortcomings, and even my sin. And so it has convinced me that my only hope is to be able to cooperate with God and to allow him to transform me because I can't change myself. You see, here at New Point, our mission is to lead people to realize and reach their full potential in Jesus Christ. And that's why our vision is to create churches that unchurched people love to attend. And so what we like to do is we like to be able to leverage things for all of us, even those of you who were not raised in the church, to be able to understand who God created you to be and that he loves you and how it can impact your life right now, 
right where you're at. And in order to do that, you know, we want to be able to embrace all of God's truth, all of what's going on in the world. And one of those topics that, that allows us to do that is the Enneagram because it looks at our personalities. It looks at our strengths and our weaknesses to discover who God really made us. Now, I, I want you to realize that I'm very much aware that there are many things out there about the Enneagram, okay, that you might think that is new age. And I want to tell you that it's actually biblical and it's rooted in Scripture, the desert fathers are the originators of it. And so here's what you need to understand. It's not copyrighted. And so all kinds of people can take this and they can use it however they want to. But we want to use it in a way that will help you and I to grow spiritually and to be able to realize and reach our full potential in Jesus Christ. And so at the bottom of your notes, you will see authors that we have listed, and these are the books that we would recommend that you look at so that what happens is there'll be no spiritual confusion, but that there'll be spiritual growth and transformation. And so I want us to look at this tool. We're gonna look at it for the next several weeks, and I want us to be able to understand who we are and how it impacts you and me in our decision-making, how we relate to one another, how we respond to things in life. You see, I truly believe, and I really mean this, that the origin of our design comes from God and that the enemy would love nothing more than to have us to run away from that and not be the man, not be the woman, not realize and reach our full potential that he has for us. You see, from the time that Christ rose from the dead, here's what I want you to realize, okay, and change the world. There's always a struggle within every man and woman of the old self and the new self. The old self and the new self. Maybe you're familiar with that, or maybe you're familiar with the flesh and the spirit. You see, we all have two sides. We all have two selves. We have the best version of ourselves, and then, let's be honest, we have the worst version of ourselves. There's the best of me, and then there's the worst of me. There's the wise of me, and then there's the foolish of me. There's the one who believes, and then there's the one who doubts. There's the one who walks in the light, and there's the one who walks in what? The darkness. There's the one who hopes, and there's the one who despairs. And Paul talks about this. And this is why I love the Bible so much because it deals with the realities of life, the struggles of life. Look at what he writes. He says, I do not understand what I do. Ever been there? For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I can't carry it out. Wow. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. You know, I love what John Orgberg has to say, and he describes it in this way. He says, you are your own nemesis. You are your biggest problem because there is a relationship between the best version of you and the worst version of you. And what they have in common is that they both, both of them is you. That's so true in my life. And so I have this old life, and I have this new life that's in conflict with one another. I have the flesh, and I have the spirit that's in conflict with one another. And so how do I deal with that? 
How do, I, how do I handle that so that I can be the man, the woman, the person that God wants me to be? Well, Paul writes it this way. He says, you were taught with the regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, the way in which you think, and to put on the new self. Create, listen to this, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Now, we can call it many things, but today what I wanna call it is this, authentic self and your adapted self. Authentic self and adapted self. Let's look at authentic self first because this is the way in which God created you to be. He redeemed you to be. The way in which he designed you and I to be. And, and Jesus came to redeem us and to restore this. This is why Jesus said it like this. He said, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will what? Find it. The word find there means to discover. You see, you and I have a self to discover, to uncover, that is already there. God placed it in you and me. It's called our authentic self created to be like God, not God, but in his likeness. And that was the whole purpose for Jesus coming because Jesus declares it and Luke records it. He says, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was what? Lost. And what has been lost? Our God likeness, okay? And see, when you're on that path, when you're experiencing who God created you to be, you're on the path to your greatest fulfillment. You'll feel and experience the greatest pleasure and wholeness because you'll be experiencing who God created you to be and you'll begin to experience that man, that woman that he so desires you to be. You see, I believe this with all my heart, my friend, that we find our greatest fulfillment, our greatest fulfillment in becoming the person that God has created us to be. And some of us, okay, are wearing ourselves out trying to fix ourselves. Where what we need to do is we need to be letting go of old patterns that no longer serve us well, that maybe you developed in your childhood to be able to survive. And that's where your adapted self comes in. And it happens to all of us. You see, this is the part that you and I need to shed. This is who we are apart from Christ. And what happens is we take on labels and we take on, on imaginations and thoughts that pull us away from who God really designed us to be and created us to be. I wanna give you a picture because here's what we're gonna ask you to do and God is asking you and I to do. And that is to, to, to shed that outer part. You see this seed right here has a outer coat okay, around the embryum, and it's there until it starts to germinate, and the covering is called the seed coat, and the seed coat serves as a very important function, and that is it protects the seed, okay, but what happens is the, 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 the seed coat is really not the real thing. It's not the real seed. It has a covering, and, and so what happens is as it germinates, it begins to shed its outer covering so that the seed can come forth and bear forth fruit. And, and so Jesus says it like this, and, and I want us to, to, to realize this. Jesus 
calls us, okay, to die to ourselves so that we might be able to live. Look at what the verse says here. Here's, here's what Jesus has to say. He says, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Now, take a look at this. You see, as you grow up, as I grow up, okay, as anyone grows up, what happens is we learn certain ways to survive to be able to do life. And we develop this outward covering. And what Jesus is saying is that we need to shed that so that we can reflect who God really created us to be, so that we can truly be the expression of the invisible God. And yet what happens is all of us have had to learn how to survive in a broken world. And even in the best conditions, of the home that you grew up in. Your mom and dad, just like my mom and dad, they all had flaws and they were not adequate to meet every need. And we live in a world that is wounded, that is broken. And we have an enemy that wants to destroy us and rob us of God's potential in our life. And so as children growing up, we're trying to survive in a world that's broken, in a world that's full of of hurt and pain and sorrow, we're all born with that desire. And yet what happens is we can develop certain strategies and certain ways to try to find happiness and to try to find peace. And what happens is we develop this hard shell and we're all born and we all experience it. You see, what happens is, here's what I know about you because I know it's true about me. We have a desire for significance and acceptance and survival and security, and we adapt our authentic self in effort to ensure that we can feel significant and accepted and secure and survive. And unless we deal with that, unless we shed that outer coat, what happens is we'll never be the man, the woman that God wants us to be. Because what happens is unless we deal with it, it turns into defensiveness, resistance. It becomes a source of anger and fear and shame. It causes us to worry, to be anxious and to fret and to clamor for attention and validation. And we end up become discontented with life and with people. And we, we look for power and we manipulate people and we become independent and stubborn. We end up minimizing our shortcomings and we lose track of our real purpose. So we end up trying to please people. All because we've adapted ourselves to try to survive and to try to get these needs met. And what happens is this, the fruit of the adapted self leads to self-centeredness, self-reliance, and self-protection. And yet Jesus invites you and I, okay? He invites you and I to be able to experience our authentic self, the one who God created and knitted together in your mother's womb so that we can experience freedom, so that we can experience hope, so that we can experience healing. You see, the one that God created is there to reflect his image. 
And as long as you and I believe the lie that we have to prove ourselves to be significant and to earn acceptance and, and to have security, what happens is we'll never be that man, that woman. We'll never be able to truly shed that adapted shell and experience our true authenticity. And that's what I want for you. You see, God created you and I. Okay, this is amazing. He created you and I with those needs that he wants to meet. You see, when God formed mankind, you can read it in Genesis chapter one and two and three. When God created mankind, you know what he did? He created the heavens and the earth. He created all of it. And you know what he said? He said it was very, very good. He gave his approval, his acceptance, even his affections. And you know what he told them? He said, I want you to rule all over the earth. I want you to take dominion. And every tree in the garden you can eat. And what he was saying is, you know what? I've met your need for significance and acceptance and security and survival. I've met all of that. The bad news was sin entered the world and it shattered everything. And what was once attributes now become our needs. And so what happens is we have created an adapted self to try to meet those needs and it robs us of God's potential in you and me. And what we have to do, what I have to do, is to confess that inadequacy of my adapted self to meet these needs. Dwight, you'll never be able to meet these needs. And then when I confess that my adapted self cannot meet these needs, then what happens is I make room for God to bring forth my authentic self because I'm willing to shed that outer adapted self. And the good news is all of these are restored in the person of Jesus Christ. He came to what? To seek and to save that which was lost. But as long as you and I believe the lie that we have to prove our significance in order to grow into wholeness, then what happens is we will be limited. But Jesus gives you and I the blueprint he gives you and I the blueprint on how you and I can experience our authentic self, that we can shed the adapted self, those old strategies, those old ways of thinking, of trying to meet our needs. And he says this, and it's incredible. He says, if anyone, that's you and me, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, he says, if anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life, okay, save his life, will what? Will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, this is the one who will save it. For what good does it do a person if they gain the whole world but loses or forfeits himself or herself? Wow. And so Jesus gives us an invitation to be able to deal with our adapted self and to be able to come and live our authentic self. And that's what he wants for you and me. That's where life begins to happen. And he says, I give you three invitations. First is to disown yourself. He says, if anyone comes after me, he must deny himself. That's denying your adapted self. What does the word deny mean? 
Well, it means that, it doesn't mean to deprive yourself of something. That's what we usually think. Well, you know, if I have to de- deny myself, I gotta deny myself something delicious or something that my heart longs for or to restrain myself from some uh, gratification. But that's not what it means here. It means to disregard, to pay no attention to. That's what it means, to behave in a way that, that is untrue to yourself. Deny that. That's not who I am anymore. That's not how I do life anymore. That's what he means by denying yourself, disowning. And so it's not about depriving yourself. It's about disowning or renouncing a part of you that's not really you because you've adapted to be somebody that God has not created you to be. And so it should read something like this. If anyone wishes to come after me, he or she must say no to the adapted self, to the pretend self, saying, I don't know you. You're not the real me. And we disown and we renounce self, the one that God did not create and the one that God does not want you to live out so that we can become all that God has created us to become and we can know him in an intimate way and it becomes a way of expression of joy and peace and life and we move forward until we can experience who God really created us to be. So you disown yourself. The second one is this, you take up your cross daily. You take up your cross daily, why? Because it's a daily fight. It's a daily thing. I have to do this daily. I have to say no to my adapted self every day because my adapted self wants to come forth, but I wanna be my authentic self, the one that God has created. That's why Paul writes it like this. He says, we know that our old sinful self were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our life. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know that we will also live with Christ. And here's what he says. So you also should consider yourself to be dead to the power of sin, your adapted self, and alive to God through Jesus Christ. The Greek word for sin here means missing the true goal, the true scope of life, missing the life that God intended for you and me. And so what we're called to do is we're called to believe in the deep love of God, that he has a plan and he has a purpose for you and me. See, Paul would say it like this, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I no longer live, but Christ, the authentic one, lives in me and through me. So now I'm free from being self-centered, self-protected, self-reliant. Why? Because I'm made alive in Christ. I'm now free to be the person that God originally created me to be. I'm significant. I'm secure. I'm accepted. I have all of my needs met. I have everything that I need. Now, here's what I want you to understand. Let's go back to that plant, okay? If you had a a plant and you wanted to grow it, you would not put it in the darkest place of your house, would you? No, you would put it in a place of where it could grow and its potential could come forth. And so taking up your cross is doing that. You're saying no to the things that will lead you back to your adapted self. And you're saying yes to the things that will lead you to your authentic self. 
Taking up your cross daily is a discipline. It's a discipline that denies the unhealthy tendencies in you and me that will keep us living an adapted self instead of the authentic self. And then Jesus gives us this third invitation. He just says, follow me. Wow. He says, be with me. Be with me. Go in the same direction that I'm going. Be like me. And this kind of living is counterintuitive because for me, I want to go back to my adaptive ways. I want to cling to my old identity, my old position, my old way of thinking, of controlling people and manipulating people and being someone that God never intended me to be. And letting go of that is not easy. That's why I need to take action daily. You see, listen, God created you to be very, 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 very special. He doesn't want you to pretend. He doesn't want me to pretend. He doesn't want you to be something that you're not. And by the way, guess what? It's okay not to be like everybody else. Matter of fact, that's how God created you to be. It's okay that your life or maybe your family or your personality isn't like anyone else that you have ever come in contact with. God designed you to be different. He doesn't want you to adapt. He wants you to live out the authentic self that he created you to be. He wants you to know your full potential. That's why Paul writes this. He says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Wow. Jesus was authentic. He was genuine. He was real. He knew that he was loved. He knew that he was significant. He knew that he was secure. He knew that his needs were met. My mom and dad, in the latter part of their life, my dad told my mom that he was going to build her a house, a brick house. And after he retired, that's exactly what he did. And they built it in New Albany. And... Um, they lived there, they had about five acres, and, and they, they just were thrilled with that. And um, my mom and dad would drive up to Sugar Creek, and they would drive up to Canton and Akron area where my sisters and my brother lived, and they would be with the grandkids, and they'd just have a great, 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 great time. And I, I would say something to my mom. I would say, hey, mom, why don't you guys just sell your place, and why don't you just come on up? See, she had longed, longed since she was a little girl to be able to own her own house and to be able to have a brick house. And she finally got it. And she didn't want to let it go. Well, after a few years, you know, she decided, my dad decided, hey, let's sell it and let's just come up. And that's exactly what they did. And you know what she said? Here's what she said to me. She said, Dwight, I wish we would have sold it a lot earlier, a lot earlier. If I would have known it would have meant this, I would have sold it immediately. And isn't that you and me? You see, we don't always know what we really want, do we? But God does. He's the only one that can sort out all of your wants and all of your needs and what is actually good for you. And maybe some of us here today, you're living a life, and you know what? You know that you're missing something. Maybe you're a whole lot like my mom. You know, what you dreamed of having your whole life, 
is not really what you want. That's your adapted self. And I want to tell you today that if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, that's what you're looking for because he will allow you to shed your adapted self and he will allow you to be your authentic self. And that's what you long for. That's what I long for. And so today, you know what? I want to encourage you to take that step as we journey into this is us because God wants you to be the man, the woman, the person that he's created you to be. He doesn't want you to be what your dad wanted you to be or your mom wanted you to be or maybe a coach wanted you to be or somebody else wanted you to be. You see, that's where we get into this adapted self so that what happens is we can feel happy and we can feel secure, but you know what? It's so fragile. He wants you to be the man, the woman, the person that he's created you to be because that's where life really, really happens. Would you pray with me? You can pray a prayer, something like this. God, I, I, I wanna be the person, I wanna be the man, I wanna be the woman that you originally designed me to be. And I confess that I've made choices that really I don't even know who I am today because I've adapted to please people, to get things, to be noticed, and I've got lost in all of it. And today, God, I invite you into my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to lead me and guide me so that I can experience and be the man, the woman, the person that you want me to be. And so come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to shed this adapted self that has hung on to me for years. And help me to embrace my authentic self of who you originally created me to be. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. If you want to talk to someone about a decision you've made or let us know how God's moving through this series, visit newpoint.org forward slash contact. Be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week on social media, download our app, subscribe to our weekly podcasts through the App Store or Google Play, or catch us on Roku or Apple TV. Thanks for listening to today's message, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ.